All right. Hi, I'm Caitlin. And I'm Lacey. And this is Women in the Trailer Industry. Today we have a very special guest. Uh, We have Tammy. She is our accountant. She has worked here for about one year so far. Um, We are totally happy to have her yes (laughs) so Tammy tell us a little bit about yourself so accounting is my second career my first career I spent the first eight years out of high school in the military was in the navy uh, where I became an inspector I inspected pressurized things piping pressure vessels boilers those kinds of things Uh, when I got out of the navy I went did the same job as an inspector in refineries in oil refineries I worked for Valero and a small independent refinery actually in the state of Hawaii for several years. Awesome. Um, then I uh, got married, uh, had kid number two, and he decided to sort of semi-retire in, in, from refining and bought a working cattle ranch in Madison County. And here I am 20 years later. We ran our own businesses, still actually have one small business that we run, my husband and I run together. Um, but it was time for me after my kids all graduated and went off to college or got married or whatever they did time for me to go back to work for someone else because I was tired of cooking myself. So here I am. It's kind of the opposite of what yeah. people strive to do, right? It can be the life until it's not the life, and then you want to go back to the life again. Exactly so right. Yes. So watch out what you wish for. Yeah. You sometimes it's not always what you think it's going to be. Yes, absolutely. So you have, how many kids do you have? Yes, yeah, so I have three kids. My youngest one is 20, uh, then my other one's 22, and my son's 28, I think. Yes. One precious one almost one year old grandchild. So my kids took a big step back yeah. when she was born. Yep. Yep. The grandbaby's it. Yeah. The kids don't really matter so much anymore. That's what my mom says too. It's like, you know, I love you, but. Yeah. I like you a lot. But I really love this Here's baby. my grandbabies. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Crazy. Well, um, coming from the Navy, and then thank you for your service, by the way. My pleasure. Do it again if I could. <laughs> and being in primarily male-dominated industries, um, how did you overcome any bias in those situations? Did you have any situations, um, and how did you handle that? I went in 1984. I didn't mean to cut you off, Caitlin, but I went in 84. And women were just being allowed to go on um, ships. And almost all job opportunities were opened up, with with a few exceptions. Um, So my first... I would say I would call them mid-level managements that I worked for. They're not officers. They're senior enlisted people. Um, Most of those guys were Vietnam, and they were all men, by the way. Most of them were Vietnam veterans, and most of them had a problem with women doing male-dominated roles in the military. Mm -hmm. I mean, they were okay if you were the secretary or the yeoman or the dispersing clerk or whatever, but no, I was a pipe cleaner. That's how I started. I was a cleaner. And the first chief I worked for, it was difficult. But you know what? I knew it was going to be, I mean, even going through school, there were three of us that were the first females to go through uh, the school that taught us how to pit pipe. And most of the chiefs there were not happy that we were there. They knew that there was not a whole lot they could do with it. They made it difficult every chance they got. So, you know what? We just bound bound together and said, this is. We're just going to make it work. We're going to make this work. They're not going to let us out of here. And I mean, I'm so close with those three other girls today for that, for those very reasons, because we did overcome a lot and they did not get to any of us. Hmm. And if they did, they didn't know it. We never let them know. So I think that's always sort of been my motto is like, no matter how bad it hurts, or you can't let them know that. Don't let them know it and just keep on going. Just keep on going because you can overcome it. Yeah. So I have very little, I think as you guys probably both know, I have very little 
a tolerance for you can't do that. Yeah. Yes, you can. Oh, you absolutely yeah. can. You just find a way to make it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's not easy, but. No, it's not. And, and you know what? And those are the things that make it most uncomfortable. But anyways, but it got, I shouldn't say easier. It was more accepted the longer that I was in the military. But then when I got out, I sort of kind of had sort of the same things. I was one of the very few female inspectors. I mean, I was a certified welding inspector. Yeah, so especially when you go into the most refinery. Of the guy, most of the welders are guys. I right. Mean, in fact, I can only think of really, really one female welder. And those guys did not like me telling them that what they had just done did not meet the criteria. Yeah. You know, and so they would always challenge me why, you know, where they wouldn't so much of with a male inspector. But the same thing, I'd already been down that road, so it just you just go on with it. You, so you how do you combat that when they're experience. basically looking at you and they're saying, like, what gives you the right to say this, or how, yeah, well, how, how would you, you know? know? And then you said, you know, so you pull the card and you say, because I'm a certified job. inspector, right. and that's my job. Mm-hmm. You know, just like your job is. And I tried to always, the, so the thing I had to do learn early on was don't make it personal. Mm-hmm. Don't make it about the welder. You make it about the product that was put out. And sometimes it's not, it wasn't their fault. Things right. went wrong that were beyond their control. So especially if you felt it get kind of tense, that's kind of where the way that I always tried to swing it. Like, well, maybe this happened, yeah. or maybe that happened, something that wasn't necessarily his fault. I think that's super important, too, to think about is to to change your approach yeah, you depending to. on your situation. I, obviously, they were physically bigger and stronger than me. So yeah. really, I mean, if you're going to go there, you better – you better yeah. be ready to go there. And, and you obviously have to do your job. You yeah. can't just right. not you can't do your job. Yeah. I think that's the other thing is you have to be very sure of yourself. And so the minute that they feel like there's any deflection in what you're doing, you're in big trouble. Yeah. So you can't have that either. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you've had tons of experience in a lot of different industries. And um, I love that you're confident. And yes. you're, you're very comfortable talking with us today. Um, what advice would you give someone who um, – I guess just wants to be successful in general. Like all, you sound very successful in all your endeavors. You came in like a wrecking ball here, yes. and um, when we needed you the most, yeah, we needed things what, lined out. Yeah. So, what what's your best advice you would give the audience? You know, prepare preparation. Be prepared, and you know, and you always tell you have to be thick skinned, like it or not. I mean, you're you're gonna get your feelings hurt in life, mm-hmm. so just go ahead and get over it. Yeah, and keep on going. I mean, I think that's the thing. But preparation. I mean, we're all going to make mistakes. And if you make one, own it right then Mm -hmm. and there. Own up to it. I did it, you know, and go on with life. Yeah. Um, But you can't, you can't be on shaky ground. You have to stand your ground and be prepared. Um, Like I said, and you have to have thick skin. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. (laughs) Something I've noticed uh, from people who come from several different industries and have a lot of experience, I feel like they're more successful because they have, uh, more experience combating different issues. Yeah. Um, I've seen you do several things here that I felt like you've used experience from your small business mm-hmm. and prior to that. Um, so it's very interesting. Really um, diverse too. Mm-hmm. It is, and yeah, it is different, and that helps. But I think I think another thing is because you're gonna fail. You know, yeah. you're gonna you're gonna have struggles, and learning to combat those struggles is how you gain that experience. Because if, if you never struggle, you're never going to learn. That's right. Or grow, really. Right. No, exactly. You, you won't. So yeah. I like the sports analogies. You know, I mean, that's the thing is that you have to fail to succeed. And mm-hmm. if you don't, you'll, you don't, you don't fail. You don't try, you don't fail. Yeah. If you don't fail, you don't learn. That's, that's right. pretty much that simple. For sure. Um, I know that your children are grown, but bringing yourself back to whenever you were juggling the kids in school and daycares and then work and how, what would you say your best advice is for a mom trying to juggle all the things? Breathe. And you're not going to get it all done. Yeah. Don't, don't expect perfection. I mean, 
prioritize. Yeah. What are the big priorities? Because, you know, and obviously taking care of your kids is the big priorities, mm-hmm. but, you know, and let them help and expect them to help. Don't try to do everything for everybody. Yeah. Because I, I will tell you the one big mistake I made in the 20 years that I shouldn't say I took off, but that I worked at home is I let everybody else's priorities become, you know, outweigh mine. And mm-hmm. you can't because you'll lose yourself in that. Yeah. So make yourself a priority. You can't all the time, every day. I understand that. But sometimes you just have to say, hey, dad, you got to handle it. I'm out of here. I'll be back. I or, think that's or so whatever, you know, whatever it is that you do. Yeah, I think that's so important, too, because some of our audience is stay-at-home moms or they work from home. And that is something that is really important to remember so that you don't lose yourself. Yes, because you will. And then, yeah. then you, sometimes you have trouble finding yourself. I mean, that was probably one of the biggest struggles I ever went through. Yeah. It's like trying to find that identity and being the stay-at-home mom because so many people, you know, they – they look at themselves through what they do, right. not who they are. Right. And so then when you don't have that career, that thing, even though we always had a business and I had a part in that, it wasn't the same as working for somebody else and having a role and having mm-hmm. a title and all that mm-hmm. stuff. So, yeah, don't lose yourself in all that stuff. Be who you want to be, even though you're the mom. Yeah. You're not just the you're mom. Not, don't be just the mom. Yeah. Exactly. I think even then when you go to work all day and I, I still think you have to struggle with the identity loss kind of thing because you have to be in the zone from the hours and then you go home and you're like shifting you just feel like you're in a trance because and then you're just sitting there trying to be in like the self-discovery I guess hour you know what I'm saying like what do I even do with myself or Or that's how I experience it anyways like just trying to make it to bedtime but no exactly it's all day everybody's human you do get tired and then guilt yes the guilt because my my oldest son one of the reasons that we stopped working. My husband was, was a little older than me, and he had a chance of taking over in retirement. I was nowhere near ready to stop working. However, I had the guilt because our oldest son, he was raised in daycare, basically. I mean, we dropped him at daycare at 6 and 6.30 in the morning, didn't pick him up till 6, 6.30 at night. Yeah. And that was his life. And so even though we sort of had no choice in the matter, mm-hmm. you yeah. still, on those days when he didn't feel really good or getting him out of bed at 5.30, you have that guilt feeling, so yeah. there's that also. Yeah, and then so you have to sort of find, try to find some balance. It's hard though; it is hard sometimes to find balance. And I mean, like Caitlin, you guys are both have you know you have a full time full time job, and then you got to go home and be full time mommy, and it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. It's a hardship to make. Yeah, it is. So I don't Absolutely. think there's any. I don't think being home is necessarily any easier than not being home. That's right. just my opinion and experiencing both. I do have experience with both too, and I would say the same thing. And just find whatever works best for you. So if you're not finding your fulfillment being the stay-at-home mom, then maybe you seek – if it's not good for your mental health, then you you seek something else that is more fulfilling. And then some people totally just love the feeling of being a stay-at-home mom, and they're fulfilled by all of that. If that's how you're – however you're wired, that's what you need to do. Whatever makes you feel good and confident and you can get your stuff done. That's totally how I feel. I know at the beginning of your tenure here, Lacey, you worked from home. I did. You worked remotely. And then when you came to work in the office full-time, you're like, I don't even know how I did that. Yeah. It's (laughs) like you live in this life and you figure out – at first you're like, how am I going to get my work done being at home with these young children? So then you figure out that balance, and then you decide that this is really not for me. My kids are bigger now. They can go to daycare, and I feel good about it. So I've transitioned to working now. When I do work at home, I'm like, how did I ever do this? Like, I need that eight hours of, like, just work mentality, you know. And it helps, too. For me, it helps, too. Whenever I do get home, I'm not work, work, work all the time. I can let go of that for 
an hour or two while they're still awake and be with them. I think so, too. I think that's important, too, is when you're with them, you have to be focused on them. Yeah. You know, because they need that. But, I mean, it's And they feel it. They they do. They know. They absolutely I mean, obviously, when they get a little bigger, they don't really care if you're focused on them or not. They would probably prefer you not to be. (laughs) And all the things. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, they would. I hope hope mom didn't notice me doing that. Exactly. What are you doing, Nashley? Yes. (laughs) My mom used to catch me in everything. I could not get away with one thing. And that's what my friends used to say is, oh, no, your mom's coming. You can't come because your mom's going to catch us. Like, that's what they would say. Because she wasn't the kind of mom that would just catch me and be like, no, you're in trouble. You were going home, whatever it was. She'd be like, okay, all your friends, load up. We're going to tell all your mothers. They hated that, which I would have, too. I hated it. <laughs> but that's I was kind of like that. But I appreciate it now, but, you know, then you hit it. I think this is the best podcast yet. I mean, you've given a lot of information here um, in our parting words. What's your best advice you could give someone who's starting their career and even as a woman in a hard industry, uh, male-dominated, what's your best advice you could give them? You can do it. I mean, there's not one thing guys can do that you can't do. And, I mean, this is a physical, but it's also sort of – a rhetorical thing is leverage. Use your leverage. Use what you have. Like you might not be able to pick up that thing that that guy can pick up. Find a way to get it picked up off the floor, off you know whatever. And that's like I said, it's that's not necessarily just the physically meaning that that mm-hmm. you find a way to get it done. That you have the ability to do anything that they have the ability to do, and don't let anybody down you because you're a woman. Your brain can understand the same concepts the male brain can understand. And you have the ability to learn those things. And sometimes I think you'll be rewarded for it if you take it and run with it. But don't expect things to be given to you because some days it's going to be hard. you got to get through the hard days. Right. Perfect. Yes. Well, I really enjoyed this today. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. We enjoyed it. everyone joining us today, be sure you like and follow and subscribe everywhere you view your podcast. And we'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.